Welcome to the Simplified Marketing Podcast. Straight talking ideas to grow your business. Hello and welcome to the Simplified Marketing Podcast, the podcast that aims to help you grow your business. Um, don't forget, you can find out more about us online at marketingsimplified.co.uk. And of course, uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. And please, please do leave us a review. It's always great to know what you think of the show and how we're getting on. Um, now, my name is John Lawley, and I run a design and marketing agency. I'm Andrew Black, and I help um, trades get off the tools and develop their processes. Now, obviously, there's, there's a lot of problems out there in the world at the moment, especially in the world of business surrounding the coronavirus and the impact it's all having on small to medium-sized businesses and large businesses and the economy as a whole. So that's why we're very grateful to um, have with us today Aaron Taylor from Taylor Associates Accountants. Welcome, Aaron. Hi. Thanks Hi. for joining us. Um, so, so I imagine your, your phone must be very busy at the moment with a lot of business owners um, contacting you for help and support or what they can actually do at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as you can imagine, um, a general practice like mine, we've got uh, around 600 clients. So we have businesses in, in every single sector um, and uh, various uh, different bits of support that the government are offering um, will be uh, available for different businesses in different ways. Uh, every, the, the one common denominator is that everyone's worried um, and everyone is um, looking to survive um, and seeing the best way that they can do that. What's the, what's the first question I think that most people are asking at the moment then? The vast majority of clients are asking about the coronavirus job retention scheme, yeah. which is whereby the government are going to offer grants of up to 80% of um, salaried employees uh, when they are put on furlough um, or when they are furloughed, which essentially means that there isn't enough work for them to do uh, and therefore they, can't, therefore they can't work. But So instead of making them redundant uh, or, or letting them go, um, they are going to uh, be kept on board. They're going to be retained as employees, and the government are going to pay that eighty percent. Um, and and if the business can pay that twenty, that additional twenty percent, then great. And if it can't, then it doesn't need to. And will things so things like national insurance contributions, etc., pension schemes, will all that be deducted from that eighty percent then, as usual, or is, are those things being postponed as well? Uh, they haven't been postponed. So essentially. Um, uh, it, it, the maximum that the revenue will pay is up to two and a half thousand um, pounds. Apart from apart from the coronavirus job retention scheme, people are asking a lot about the other grants that, that, that are available, such as the business, uh, the small business rate relief, which is a ten thousand pound grant where businesses have a raceable property, property up to fifteen thousand uh, pounds, and the uh, the other is the the larger uh, grant, which is where for, is for retail, hospitality, and leisure businesses where their rateable value is between 15,000 and 51,000, they can get a grant of 25,000 pounds. And both of those are from the count, their local councils. Um, so, so one of the, 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 the important aspects of this is uh, what the support at the moment is, there's information coming um, from different sources and there's support coming from different sources. So the main sources are the government, uh, so HMRC, um, the uh, banks, uh, and also uh, the council, local councils. And it's important that, you know, we've got cl clients coming to us and saying, oh, uh, can you sort this all out for us? And, and the reality is that the, with, with revenue, we can help them. 
because um, we are their, their, their appointed agents, their authorised agents. But when it comes to uh, banks and local councils, uh, we're not agents. We, we can't speak to banks on behalf of our clients. That's something for a business owner to do themselves. Um, so, and then, and then, and then, what, what else? What else can can what what other support is there available? Um, there is obviously VAT. VAT will not be due now in um, the, the, for, for the next quarter. So, for the twenty eighth of February quarter, and also for March and I would imagine April, those VAT liabilities will now be deferred until March twenty twenty one. So that's going to be of some help. They haven't deferred any PAYE yet. They haven't helped on that side. And they also haven't done very much on the self-employed side either, which is something that I'm sure that the government will uh, look at in, in time uh, in, in the next few days. Um, yeah, I mean, as we are talking uh, today on the 25th of March, um, there's a lot of talk, but as you say, there's nothing kind of in concrete for the, um, the self-employed guys. Um, what happens with the CIS um, deductions and payments? And so as far as I'm aware, they have to continue being made. Um, what the revenue have offered is, or certainly what the government have said is, if there are liabilities, um, tax liabilities that you cannot afford to pay, the uh, HMRC will look very kindly upon people getting in contact and saying, can I please have a three-month uh, or, or just deferment of the of payment of, of any of these tax liabilities. So although they put something in place specifically for VAT, um, essentially they will have done the same uh, for PAYE, uh, CIS, corporation tax, income tax, uh, certainly on the income tax side, which actually does affect self-employed people. Um, the July payment on account is now due in January instead. So that has that has been a very small a very very small help, but but reality is, if things are difficult now, I mean, you know, payments that are due in July are not as relevant now in March. Uh, essentially, yeah. you know, self-employed people will need more help now, not in July. Sorry, John, I was just going to say, I think for a lot of trades businesses as well, where the margins are so tight, the competition is so fierce, and a lot of guys are kind of almost living paycheck to paycheck, with the fact that unless they are a key worker. Um, but even as key workers, which we are classified as gas engineers and heating engineers, people still don't want you in the house. So the kind of volume of work isn't there. I mean, do you see um, a lot of clients going under during this time or a lot of businesses going under during this time? Yes, absolutely. Um, it's only a matter of time until we have clients that are not going to be able to survive, whether they are limited companies or whether they're individuals. Uh, if they're self-employed, um, then they may have to seek to uh, get either you know debt relief orders or IVAs, um, individual voluntary arrangements, or, or in fact go bankrupt and declare themselves bankrupt. So no, there, there's a very real possibility of that. Um, we, we're trying to, you know, apart from all of the help that's coming externally from the government, we're trying to do our best to help our clients. So where clients owe us uh, any money for um, invoices or, or, or whatever it might be, um, we are allowing them to pay over a period of time. We're offering discounts to our clients at the moment. Um, we're, we're just trying to, you know, trying to get everyone uh, to help to get along, so um, so they can survive. Really, have you? Uh, yeah, there, there's unquestionably there will be increased number of liquidations of li li uh, limited companies and uh, bankruptcies. Have you seen much of that already? Because I. We um, obviously 
it, it's going to be difficult for everyone. So the, that cycle of cash is going to be difficult. People are going to find paying invoices difficult and, and the, the knock-on effect obviously is, is then worse. But are people beginning to think about things like their fixed costs, variable costs, and starting to say negotiate or rather put in terms of, I can't pay this full, this full invoice now, but maybe I can stagger it over a period of time. Is that something that people need to be starting to look into? Or Absolutely. Uh, so some of the practical... Uh, actions, um, which is something we've actually put on our on our website, which is it's entitled our CV19 actions, um, are, 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 is advice that people and practical things that people can do and, and business owners can do, such as you know taking time now to look at their cash flow, uh, you know communicating with key suppliers to ensure con- continuity of supply, um, customers continuing to to speak to customers and provide reassurance. Um, that the, the services uh, are either are going to be continuing or if they're not, when they might be able to continue those, those services and what they can do instead perhaps, um, whether people can work remotely. I know for, for us, it was very important that we told all of our clients that we were maintaining our operations. You know, businesses still need their payrolls run. They still need their accounts submitted, although Companies House are now allowing uh, the late submission of uh, uh, annual accounts that you need to tell them in advance, um, and um, and statutory there are statutory requirements for limited companies. Uh, so th- those things st- are still ongoing, and, and we have to certainly maintain our operations. Um, and it's quite it's obviously very critical. So um, so we we've, we've, we've got contacted all of our clients to let them know we're still working. Uh, if they need to call me, they can contact me either through my mobile or by email, or if they call into the office, uh, the office can redirect to my phone, um, and, and we can have meetings uh, over over Zoom or, 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 or however however else uh, they like to do it on, um, without being face to face. So um, yes, th- th- those are sort of practical things that we would recommend in terms of what you're asking about um, specific variables and fixed costs. Um, obviously, they're variable costs if there's less. Uh, income coming in, the variables are going to drop, um, fixed are going to stay the same. And that's one of the things that the government have tried to help out with, the fixed costs, the main ones being employees and rent uh, and rates. Uh, and, um, you know, I've I found that uh, some clients are coming to me saying, I've spoken to my landlord um, to ask for a three-month three payment holiday, um, a rent, rent-free period, and, um, and they're saying no. Uh, the landlord is is declining that request. Uh, but actually, tenants can apply for a three-month payment holiday and no one can be evicted from their home or have their home repossessed over the next three months. So that there are there are legal, um, you know, protections for for tenants at the moment, which is which a lot of people that's don't know about. Both, sorry, Aaron, that's both on businesses and um, normal domestic people, tenants renting properties. Yes, I believe so. Fantastic. Um, I know from speaking to a couple of guys, they're very kind of, you know, aware of that. And uh, one person in particular, um, sole trader, renting a property. Um, so, um, and he's self-employed. So can't can't get the 80% and seemingly couldn't get a mortgage holiday. But that's great news if there is some sort of application. Are you aware of where he could um, find the resource for that? 
again, I mean, it, it's direct from the landlord um, in terms of how you would request that uh, period. In terms of the legal um, protections, uh, I'd need to uh, look that up and, and try and find it. No worries. But even if the landlord isn't helpful, there's a possibility that, for, as far as the government's concerned, that they'll support the landlord through that time and therefore the tenant's able to apply for a, a well, I'm not so sure it's it's them. I'm not. I don't think it's that that the landlord will be supported. I think it's that the tenant is protected yeah, during the right. next three months, essentially. So, if you didn't pay uh, uh, the next month's rent, then the landlord can't kick you out. They don't have the right to do that. Understood. Uh, and 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 then. Uh, and 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 that, that would be a. I suppose if you were to if you were to type into Google uh, protection for tenants during coronavirus outbreak, that presumably would come up with um, a fair fair bit of information on it. But if you, as a landlord, can prove that your tenant can't pay or is having trouble um, because of, of trouble paying because of coronavirus, then you can then hopefully um, apply for a mortgage holiday yourself for that. If, if, if you have a mortgage, I, I think it's more for, for landlords that don't have mortgages, actually, that that's the issue. Because yeah. if you don't have a mortgage, then it's just your income coming in. And it's about how you know uh, kind you are to an extent, I suppose, or how much you need that money coming in. Yeah. Um, and if you need it, then what do you do? Um, it depends. So it's a difficult, it's a, it's a difficult one, you know. But like, like you said at the beginning, there's there's there's... There's been offers of support, but then there hasn't been the next stage of how to go about getting that support. Yeah. And I think a lot of our clients are saying, right, I know I can get this 80%, but how? I know I can get this £10,000 grant, but how? Uh, I know I can get the VAT. Well, the VAT, funnily enough, the VAT is the best one because it's automatically applied. So if, you're, if you've got a quarter ending 29th of February 2020, then... Um, you don't need to pay that VAT liability, and it and, and the revenue already accept that that's accepted that you don't need to pay it. So that's automatically applied. So how how would you go about that then? Is it it's just you still have to file the VAT return? You just yeah. cancel yeah, yeah, the direct yeah. debit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, you cancel the direct debit, file the VAT return, um, and 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 that's pretty much it. I mean, my my advice would be just to, just to to make sure. I'd get the accountant for that um, business to call up HMRC and give them the heads up so that they know that they're not paying it, uh, even though it's automatically applied. Uh, I think maintaining a, a constant dialogue with HMRC is always very, very important for accountants uh, and also uh, well, uh, for accountants on behalf of, of their clients. So as well, I mean, this might be a difficult question to answer, I don't know, but... Um they obviously when the outbreak um occurred or started to get very serious um and the government weren't necessarily giving a lot of this support hadn't yet launched a lot of this support i did hear a lot of stories talking to a lot of people um different clients associates that they had automatically straight away taken measures upon themselves and had basically had a hard conversation with a lot of their staff saying right okay we're gonna have to gonna have to reduce the wage bill straight away we're gonna send you home on 50 percent pay um, but then how does that then affect the furlough payments? Does that mean then that you can then reinstate them at full pay and then pay them the 80% or is it 80% of the 50%? It's a good question. Uh, it, it would be part of that is more for an employment lawyer 
uh, I would argue, because, um, you know, are, are you able to say to a member of staff, uh, I'm going to cut your salary by 50%? Exactly, yes. This I, I don't impressive. I don't, yeah. so. Uh, I, 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 I'm not so sure that you can without their approval. Um, I, I would argue that uh, that would require both parties to approve that because there is a contract, an employment contract that says, I will pay you for working this many hours, this amount. So for one party to, to then turn around and say, oh, I'm not, I'm not abiding by that contract. I'm actually going to change it without your approval. I don't, I don't think you can do it, but I'm not an employment lawyer. Um, so, so what I would, so what I would argue is the first um, step probably isn't lawful, uh, and therefore you would re refer go back to the original position of paying them, owing them their one hundred percent salary, um, and and therefore it'd be eighty percent of, of their, their normal salary. Yeah, and and but but then I'd go further to say that it is a business owner's decision ultimately whether they put someone on furlough whether they make someone redundant um, and, um, uh, and whether they just keep them on. Um, although part of that, there are requirements. You can only put someone on furlough if there is no work available. You can't, if you've got a, a hospital, you can't put someone on, on furlough at the moment because there's lots and lots of work to do, obviously. Yeah, precisely, yeah. There, there are, so there are requirements to put someone on furlough. You can't just do it. Um, the same as making someone redundant. There are legal requirements to making someone redundant. You can't just do it. Um, so, um, so yeah. So, so it's not. So, so maybe then it's not as as simple as a lot of people may just see that. Oh, this is available. However, um, there are certain criteria you're first going to have to meet in order to furlough your workers, because there um, may still be some some work to be able to do. Yeah, so I have a number of directors that are saying to me, "Yeah, can I furlough myself?" Yeah. They are they are on the on the payroll, um, and the answer is, if there's any activity in one's business whatsoever, then how can you be on furlough? Someone's got to, you know, maintain a business, whether there's not much going on or whether there's very little going on. You still there are still things that need to be done, and and I suspect that the the revenue or the government will will make this much clearer because there this is a very gray area how does a man, owner manager um, can an owner manager put themselves on furlough my argument would be that they can't simply because there's always going to be something that they need to do whether they're sending out emails whether they're um, uh, dealing with suppliers whatever it might be um, they're not really truly on furlough if that's the case because they are working and I suppose, yeah, you couldn't just dip in and dip out of, of furlough. No. To, to answer I, something, then, oh, I'm off for a week, now I'm back in, now I'm off. I, yeah, it would, it would cause all kind of problems, wouldn't it, I suppose? Is it worth the same if, um, if a company, for argument's sake, if their work has been affected, maybe they've lost 50% of their work and therefore have put 50% of their staff on furlough? Does that mm. operate that way, as understanding yeah. of it? Exactly. It, that would be reasonable. Um, it, it's, it's, it's a... Uh, Ultimately, it's it's a fixed cost, of course, labour, but it is also variable uh, in terms of, you know, the more work there's going to be, the more staff you're going to require. Um, and, and therefore, if there is less work on, then you are able to make staff redundant uh, quite legitimately if there's less work to do. There's, there, there, aren't, there isn't enough work to, um, to provide those members of staff. 
um, and equally to put them on furlough. But the whole idea of the government's offer is that you don't make uh, staff redundant. Instead, you keep them on. Um, you get that support, that financial support, so that when, uh, please God, the, the coronavirus pandemic has uh, slowed down and, and, and has peaked and then, go, and then we start to the move, move forwards, and, and, and life returns back to, to some sort of normality, that business will go back to those levels that it was at beforehand. Mm-hmm. And therefore, they will still require those, those, those members of staff that they had before. And this is obviously no criticism of, of the government or anyone, but we're still several weeks away from having some sort of system where businesses can apply for all the relevant grants and breaks, etc. So at the moment, my understanding is that the... Um, coronavirus job retention scheme uh, facility, which is an online portal, is going to be an online portal. That's going to be available, uh, well, really between now and at the beginning of April. So I think that's going to be any day now. Um, uh, in terms of the, um, uh, in terms of the rates uh, retail uh, and uh, the rates reliefs, so the grants for business rates. Um, those will be done through the council, and I don't know whether they are available or not at the moment. Um, in terms of bank support, uh, banks are already offering—they're um, already offering overdraft facilities with zero percent interest, um, and they are also—I believe—they have already moved forward with the um, coronavirus business interruption loan scheme. Uh, and uh, which is whereby the government will provide 80% guarantee against debt finance and will cover the first 12 months interest payments for, for facilities up to £5 million. So I think there has been movement in some of the support that's available uh, or that's been offered, um, but, but not everything. And, and it's just a matter of time until, you know, it's, 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 all, it's all changed so much. I mean, I remember two weeks ago, um, there wasn't very much going on. It, it was still pretty quiet. And that 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 change in, in mindset and that change in, um, in 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 living between then and now is so vast, and so things are changing so quickly. You know, uh, it's it's going to take time for massive organisations like HMRC, like the the high street banks, and like local councils to incorporate to create these new these new ways of offering information uh, and, and support. I've, I've noticed as well, you know, just just from just from business banking, um, the, the the banks are already on trying to say, can we help um, start applying for different loans? This is the criteria, um, especially with well, Lloyd's Bank definitely, Barclays as well. Yeah, Barclays. Um, I've I've had a number of text messages from them saying, you know, if you if you um, need uh, a uh, mortgage uh, payment holiday um, for three months. Then, then go to our website, and they, they've they've got a facility there where you complete an application form. Um, but I think that's probably as far as they've got so far. I don't know how mm. once you complete the form, how long it will take for that to get in place. But um, you know, they're going to be hundreds of thousands of people applying for these. So uh, you know, it's going to be it's going to take time. It's going to take time. I mean, uh, certainly if you think about how long it takes to try and wait for an Ocado delivery, as an example. Well, this has been the thing, hasn't it? There's been a waiting list to actually get onto their website of about two hours to uh, to actually be able to, to book a delivery, and then there haven't been the, the slots available. Uh, 
Absolutely, exactly. So you you could be number three and a half thousand, get to the end, and then actually there's nothing available. So and, and that's just for you know that's a food delivery. So you can imagine it's sort of equally required for having um, mortgage payment um, uh, holidays as well. Just it's just as important. Well, I think I suppose then the message has to be for everybody, uh, individuals and businesses, is that there is support. There's options. Um, everyone's working towards the same kind of end goal. And just to try and be a little bit patient and a little bit kind in the midst of everything being organized, which which by the sounds of it, and thank you for educating us, it seems like there's, there's quite a lot of support and quite a lot of different ways and methods that businesses and individuals can carry on supporting themselves. Aaron, you've been in and around businesses from different industries for years. How long do you think we're going to feel the effects of this event? It's funny, you're not the first person to ask me that question. And at the time when I, when I was asked recently, um, uh, I didn't really have an answer for them, uh, is the truth. How long, is, how long are the, you know, the economic effects of this going to, to, to have an effect on us? Um, I would imagine it's going to be, it's going to look at like the next you know, five years or so that it's going to have an impact on us. Um, but really, uh, for me, it's a little bit about how quickly the government's steps are going to have an impact on the virus itself. Mm. So we haven't had a total lockdown yet. Um, you know, work is still going ahead for, for you know, myself and, and many others, even though, you know, we're, we're compelled to work from home. Some people just can't work from home. Um, and, uh, and so it is what the government's done so far enough to, to, to push that curve down um, and put enough pressure on that curve. Um, certainly, if you look at the, the sort of countries that where, where it had such a, a large effect initially, so uh, China, South Korea, um, you know, the, the sort of pressure that they put down was, was significantly more than I think that we've done. Um, and I think so the, 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 the greater the pressure and the sooner the pressure, uh, the better we'll be, off, be, be for it. Uh, and, and I, I just, I, I just think that it needs to take time, um, and people need to sort of be patient, as you say, uh, with with everything. Um, I think the government are moving quite quickly, um, but they've they've got a, an impossible job. You know, they've got to balance everything. They've got to balance the economy with people's welfare, uh, with the NHS. With, it, it's it's an impossible situation, and they're just doing the best that they can. So I think we've got to trust. You know, I don't think there's enough trust in our leaders uh, and in our politicians these days. Um, and, and I think people do need to put, put, put that trust in them and, and support them just as much as they're supporting us to an extent. I totally agree. And I think, unfortunately, we're, we're kind of a part of that culture now where just because you didn't vote for the guy, um, or maybe you did, but if you didn't vote for the guy, he is the leader, he is running things, and he's been challenged like... Um, not too many other prime ministers or leaders have been challenged in the past. And to be fair, from, from my opinion, I think he's doing a, a good a job as anyone would. Mm, definitely. I think this is the greatest test for a nation uh, since the Second World War. Yeah. And, it's, definitely, uh, it's definitely a once-in-a-lifetime event, or it would seem to be. Yeah, another question. From your perspective, um, have you seen any new businesses or new startups that have um, you know, come across your desk in the last couple of weeks since this all began? Uh, not new startups, um, but uh, where there is crisis, there is always opportunity. Uh, I've always found that to be the case. And uh, I have had some of my uh, bigger clients um, uh, who've got in contact and have let me know that 
they are buying other businesses uh, mm. because they're getting a good deal for them um, and uh, the, the person that's selling needs the cash flow um, so it works for both parties so I actually two days ago had a call from um, one of my larger clients who is buying two new companies so we'll start acting for them uh, in the near future um, and we, we've been very fortunate we've been picking up a lot of new clients of late so um, so that's that's been very positive but on the other hand uh, I do know uh, clients who are in the midst of negotiations uh, with, with big companies and uh, they're all being put on hold at the moment. Okay, well, thank you very much, Aaron. Um, and thank you for listening as well. Um, of course, you can find out more about this episode at marketingsimplified.co.uk. We'll add all the links on with all the information so you can find out more about Aaron and all the things that we've talked about. Um, remember to hang in there, stay positive, and um, we'll see you next time. That's all for this time. But don't worry, we'll be back with more soon. Stay tuned for new episodes at marketingsimplified.co.uk.